Hey guys, welcome to episode 97 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by the ultimate diva, Tonga. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the ultimate diva, Tonga. So how are you doing today, girl? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, I'm excited to be chatting with you, you know, amidst this crazy, crazy world right now. <laughs> yeah, this, this global pandemic, hopefully it ends sometime soon. Well, firstly, how did you stay occupied or sane, I guess I should say, during this whole quarantine period? Do you know what? I actually quite, I took it quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I took it as a break from wrestling to kind of, as deep as it sounds, find myself again yeah. um, and find what I like outside of wrestling. Um, so I did a lot of baking, um, watched a lot of movies, uh, discovered Hamilton, which mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's been quite good. Now, what movie was your favorite that you watched over this year? Um, other than Hamilton, yeah. um, I watched all of the Marvel movies in oh. chronological order mm-hmm. um, and discovered my love for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That probably took forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it took a while, but I was on furlough, so I wasn't working Fair for enough. a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So I had some free time. Now, last month you were supposed to wrestle at Future Shock Wrestling against Lana Austin, but that event got postponed, correct? Yeah, unfortunately it did. So what do you think is the o- overall morale right now on the British wrestling scene as you guys head into this new lockdown over there? Um, I think it's I think it's pretty okay. I think we're taking a well personally I am mm-hmm. a lot better than the first lockdown because uh, the first one kind of came as a shock yeah um but we were able to at least have a couple of weeks slash months of being able to train and potentially do shows again so I think people have know what to prepare for for this one um so it's it seems to be okay now how many matches back did you have I know you had very very few when you actually did come back how many did you have before they shut everything down again uh, so I had two shows, two. and it was one match on each show, but the shows were both on the same day, ah. um, so it was very intense, and my body was in a lot of pain afterwards, um, but it was it was good. It was good fun. How did you prepare yourself, you know, going back after, say, six months of nothing? Did you feel any ring rust, or were you kind of more diligent in preparing for this long day you had? Oh, so much ring rust. <laughs> everything hurt um I think my main thing was because I've been training for a few weeks before the show was supposed to happen um but the main thing was how to actually do crowd work and interact with the crowd uh so when I first got out of like backstage and like through the curtains it took me I'd say a good three minutes to actually realize oh there's a paying crowd here and I actually need to like perform (laughs) yeah and I'm not just going through the motions Mm -hmm. so I think that was that was the most strange thing about it 
Now, what do you think your original plans or goals you had for this year of 2020 before everything went to shit, I'll say? What were some of your original plans or goals you had? Um, I just wanted to wrestle as much as possible. Um, I wanted to have more matches than I had in the year previous. That's normally my goal at the start of every year Mm -hmm. is to increase the amount of matches and shows I do. Um, And I really wanted to break out of my like northwest of England scene and do some more stuff like down south and I really wanted to go abroad um but that obviously all just went to shit yeah now where did you have your eye I know I think you wanted to go to Mexico was it abroad was that it (laughs) yeah so what what drew you into Mexico then um, so I went to Mexico two years ago ah. um, for my brother's wedding, and I just love Mexico. I love the culture, the people, the weather, food, everything was just fantastic. And so I was like, what is an excuse that I can go back to Mexico? <laughs> I was like, wrestling, exactly. of course. Um, plus, the, their style of wrestling is just, it's so cool, like the mm-hmm. lucha style. It's what I originally thought I'd be able to do mm-hmm. until I actually got in the ring and realized I'm scared of everything. Uh-huh. Um so like, I feel like if I go there and I train there, I'll get good at that and I'll become more fearless. And it's just, it's so beautiful the way that they move in the ring. It's so intricate. And I just, just love it. Hmm. On that topic, though, of kind of wanting to be more fearless, when you started training, was, was there a certain move that you were the scaredest to try out? Or when you actually did it, you were like, oh, my God. A lot. There's a long list. There's okay. still a long list of moves that, like, when I do them, I'm like, I don't want to do them. Um, the main one for me when I first first started was I hated taking front bumps. I hated landing on my like on my front mm-hmm. just because I was like, I'm really scared of just messing up my face. <laughs> as vain as that sounds, but I just know if I lose a tooth, my mum will kill me. Oh. Um, so like that was really scary. Um, doing anything where I have to leave my feet to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> so back body drops or vaulting into the ring I just hated um but then over time I've come to realize that I actually can do those things when I'm forced to and the stuff now that I use my moveset that at the start I would never do like I sometimes do like a top rope cross yeah. body and getting to the second rope when I first started was scary enough yeah, um, so it's small steps, you know, you're progressing still and you love that. Yeah, baby steps. <laughs> now, your character is obviously known as the ultimate diva, but was this always the plan you had when originally envisioning your character gimmick? Yes, yeah, so funnily enough, when I first started the school I started at, they were like, what would you want your gimmick to be? Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of need to have an idea in case you get put on shows. And I was like, oh, I want to do this, like, sort of, like, diva like ultimate diva thing and they were like no absolutely not it was just as the women's revolution was really like picking up speed and they were like you can't use the phrase diva everyone's gonna like associate it with like bra and panties matches and all this that stuff and I was thinking but when I watched women's wrestling the women that inspired me were known as divas and I just want to take the word and make it something else and so when I asked them what they thought I should do. They should be like, oh, you should be like this spoiled brat, this pampered princess who like will throw a fit if she doesn't get her own way. So I was like, oh, so like a diva. <laughs> and they're like, oh, maybe you were talking about mm-hmm. something like that. She made sense. So it's always been what I wanted to do. Um, it was just more convincing everybody else that I was right. 
which was very satisfying. Now, I know you were a fan of Karma, but growing up watching the divas, who to you was the most dramatic or a most iconic diva in wrestling when you were growing up? Which, by the way, we're both 23, so we grew up at like the same time watching <laughs> wrestling. Um, It really has to be Karma. Okay. Because before that... um. As bad as it sounds, I didn't really watch the women mm-hmm. because as this like young girl, I was like, but I know these women can do more than yes. just strip down to their underwear and roll around in the ring. So when she came, that was the first time that I was like, whoa, like she is dominant. She's scary. She's powerful. So her, um, I also really loved Beth Phoenix. Um same sort of concept of mm-hmm. just not doing these typical diva matches. Um, so those two were my main sort of inspirations. And then like AJ Lee came and I was like, okay, cool, I'm obsessed with women's <laughs> wrestling. Oh, <laughs> uh, AJ Lee's iconic. Oh, love I, I love her. Her and CM Punk, I'm just like goals. Yes, yes, like, I know. Big, big fan. I know you're a big, big fan of them as well. Now, what do you think are three key traits it takes to be classified as the ultimate diva? Oh, um, oh goodness, that's actually a lot of sass. Mm-hmm. Um, always being photo ready or camera ready. Yes, which, um, and just being a boss ass bitch. <laughs> Hashtag- <laughs> In conclusion, yeah. Hashtag um, boss babe. <laughs> yeah, I think those are those are the three traits. Okay, that, fair that enough. It takes. I'm going to go note those down and try to incorporate those. <laughs> now, speaking of divas, your theme song is the iconic Obsessed by Mariah Carey. But can you tell me more about your personal music taste besides Mariah, of course? Ooh, so I love Beyonce. Okay. Like, everything about her, I stand. Um, <laughs> Cardi B, like a bit of her, a bit of Rihanna, obviously, mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion, um, and then I also, my music taste actually quite varies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it kind of goes from like that sort of like independent woman to sometimes I just like listen to country music. Oh, for I some love that. Weird reason. No, I love country too. I'm the same <laughs> or way. Mm-hmm. Musicals. So it, it depends on the day. So you're very versatile. <laughs> yeah, I like to listen to a bit of everything except for rock, like rock and like heavy metal and screamo, like. My ears can't handle that, but everything else I will listen to. Fair point. I'm pretty versatile myself, but not a big fan of Screamo. Like, if you're into that, cool. Just not my thing. So I can, I <laughs> yeah. can attest to that, too. <laughs> yeah, because I tried to go through an emo phase when I was, like, a young teen. Haven't we all? Then, <laughs> yeah, I had, like, the armbands and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm an emo mom. And I listened to... Kerrang, which is I'm not sure if you have in America, but it's a music channel that they have in the UK. And I was like, listen to that. And I thought I was emo because I listened to like the All American Rejects. Yeah, I was like, give you hell, such a good emo song. And I listened to like Screamo, and I was like, no, this is not for me. Oh my god, I that's my childhood too. I love this. We're on the same wavelength. I love. I <laughs> that's a that's a great song though. I love going back and listening to like. 2008 2009 stuff from when oh, middle school was happening great era. and i'm like iconic <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that that like early like 2000s mm. music is just like top notch oh, i know it's it's not the same 
It's, okay. it's not the same. <laughs> now, are there certain songs that get you the most amped or empower you the most if you're ever having an off day? If I'm having an off day, I would listen to... Actually, let me pull up my Spotify okay. most played. Because that will probably tea. give you the most yeah. accurate representation of what I'm listening to. So it is a lot of... Currently, it's a lot of Hamilton. That gets me really hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to a lot of the Jonas Brothers. <gasps> Um, oh girl you're taking me back (laughs) (laughs) like i have been obsessed with them since i was like eight nine and Mm -hmm. i finally got to see them in concert (gasps) this year and i was just like this is it like 2020 has been made um (laughs) so that a lot of that um and what else do i listen to yeah i think that's just about it Jonas Brothers will always get me high for a little bit of sweetie, um, any sort of like cool Afro beats, mm-hmm. a bit of Burner Boy, Davido, that that sort of music always gets me like back into a good mood. Now, the important question is with the Jonas Brothers, as much as people don't like to admit it, we all had a favorite. So who was your favorite Tonga? This is very important. <laughs> Oh, I've got the answer. So growing up, it, I'd always um and ah between Nick and Joe. It okay. was never Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then when I saw them in person, I was like, oh, it's Joe. Okay. And so Joe Jonas, everything about that man is just, is it for me. So he is definitely my favorite. It's funny that you bring this up because this perfectly segues into my next question because growing up, like, Nick Jonas was one of my first celebrity crushes. And I was going to talk about, on the topic of Obsessed, you know, we all have that one wrestling or celebrity crush growing up. And I was going to ask, within the realm of celebrities of wrestling, did you find yourself obsessing over one person growing up? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So my wrestling obsession was and still is Dean Ambrose. Um, that answers the question I, for later. I love Dean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like it for me. So when the shield came, I was just like, mm-hmm. it's Dean. Like, why is everyone <laughs> talking about Roman Reigns? Like, what's going on? Like, he's fantastic. And I actually got to meet him um, a week before I started training. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, hi, Mr. Ambrose. Oh, God, I'm really exposing myself. <laughs> I was like, um, so I, do you have any advice? I start training next week. And his eyes like shot up and he was just like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, oh, you think I'm cool? Um, so he was, he was definitely my obsession. Oh my God, that's so funny. I was going to ask this later, but I'm going to ask it now. Now, your first WWE event was six years ago, but you have to tell me more about that day, specifically how you failed a psychology exam because you were too (laughs) excited about the Shield being in the same city. And that answers that question because of Dean Ambrose. But can you tell me more about this day specifically? (laughs) Oh God, it's so bad. Like, (laughs) I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. So I begged and pleaded for like WWE tickets um I think it was for my 16th or my 17th birthday mm-hmm. I can't remember um and mom's like yeah yeah sure and I was super super hyped and then I realized that it was the same day as my psychology exam mm-hmm. and I was like okay cool like I'll do the exam I'll leave school I'll go get ready go see the shield and I was just sat in that exam hall and all I could think of was Dean Ambrose is mm-hmm. in the same city as me. 
I completely failed the exam like it was so bad and I left and I was like yeah I think I did really well and I was like no I spent about an hour of that two hour exam thinking about the fact that I was in the same city as the shield um and then I when I actually went to the show um they I think they came out towards like the ramp near me yeah but it was like in the block below mm-hmm. and I was like he's so close like this is fantastic and they opened the show and they closed the show and I was like yep best day ever and then results day came and I failed and I was like <laughs> oh no and I have to pay to reset but it was completely worth it I've done that too in college with certain shows when I knew certain wrestlers were going to be, you know, I'm exposing myself too. It's fine. We're the same though. But in college, you know, because you know, they would be like around, I don't know like where, how you met him, but like I like had exams for college and I'm like, but the show's happening. So I like literally, (laughs) um, I like took it and like almost failed or I would skip certain classes to go down to the arena to meet them or during the show. And like, I would like make up excuses. I always planned it out ahead of time. Most days we, luckily I wasn't, we didn't have a test, but I would purposely skip classes and save my allotted like two skips or like two absences for like those instances, because it's so important for certain people. You know, you just it, certain people are worth it, you know? Yeah, it's got to be done. It's absolutely <laughs> got to be done. I think the day that I actually went to, because it was like a WWE meet and greet. Yeah. And I think it was on the same day that I had uni. And I was like, well, I'm not going to uni then. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go meet Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And everyone was like, you're not coming in today. And I was like, guys, I don't think you understand. I'm going to meet Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not coming in. I might not come in the entire week, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, definitely a little bit of a mark. I mean, it's okay. We all are deep down. I'm glad you agree that Dean Ambrose is the best member of The Shield. Oh, <laughs> uh, 100%. <laughs> and you know, something fun about you too is upon my research about yours, this is totally not wrestling, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> a couple months ago, you said, quote, Jersey Shore is the greatest reality show ever. So we have to talk about this because we both grew up on this, which I wasn't really allowed to watch it, but I watched it anyways. <laughs> so can you tell me more about why Jersey Shore is the greatest in your eyes? Oh, Oh my goodness, like that actually just like warmed my heart so much. <laughs> so when I was growing up, so I grew up with two older brothers uh-huh. and an older sister, but my two older brothers used to watch Jersey Shore religiously mm-hmm. um, and there's quite a big age gap between us. So I was way too young yeah. to be exposed. It was like middle school, yeah. <laughs> it was, I was just like, because I re-watched it um, at the start of lockdown and I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is unfiltered. Um, but I just thought it was, it is the OG reality show yeah. and they didn't know like what fame would come out of it. So they weren't playing up for the cameras. Like it was so organic and real and like gritty and dirty. And it was, oh, I just love it so much. Now, who was your favorite member on Jersey Shore? I feel like we all had at least one, even if they were all messy at one point, we all had a little favorite deep down. Um, I was in love with Vinny. Okay. Mm-hmm. I fully convinced myself that I was going to marry him. I was like, yeah, me and Vincenzo, mm-hmm. got it. Got it in the bag. I'll be a part of that massive Italian family. Um, g- but going back and watching it, um, Snooki oh <laughs> just um, mm-hmm. makes the show. Mm-hmm. 
that episode she got arrested. I will never forget that. Arrested <laughs> on the boardwalk was it's such an iconic meme now. But like, <laughs> go- she's, like dancing on the boardwalk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, now growing up, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm completely on your wavelength, Snooky. Uh... Her and I also really love um Paulie D. Mm-hmm. Like, he just had the best catchphrases. And but in terms of drama, um, Sammy and just Ron. really brought it. Sammy and Ron. Sammy and yeah. Angelina. Oh, just really gosh. just gave so much spice to it. Oh my god! Now, did you watch Angelina at the time she was in like TNA, or go back and watch it because that was a wild time? I watched it recently, actually, um, because I was like, "What do you mean, Angelina yeah. wrestled?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was like, this is terrible. But then I was also watching Snooki's WrestleMania yeah. match. And I was like, she actually did that. Like, she mm-hmm. did quite good. Mm-hmm. Like, go off, Snooks. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Now, switching gears here. I know, speaking of favorites, you are a fan of an intense figure in wrestling, Brock Lesnar. So what draws you to him specifically? Oh, I just love controversial characters. Mm-hmm. Um Brock is just fantastic. Like, I always say that he is one of my favorite wrestlers because whenever I'm feeling down, mm-hmm. I will go back and watch Brock Lesnar beat up somebody. Um, he's just so intense. And, like, even though, like, you can kind of tell when the matches are going when yeah. he's not too bothered, when he, like, puts in effort, they're really good matches. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just love Lesnar. Now, is there a certain opponent in the last four years since you've started training you think you have built the best in-ring chemistry with? In terms of who I think always brings out the best of me, whenever I face uh, Lana Rostin, mm-hmm. it's always just such a good learning experience. and She's just got such a, a mind for wrestling. Um, and she always like wants to help mm-hmm. and like make all your stuff a lot better. Um, so I think I've probably had like my most favorite matches with her. Um but in terms of people that I think I've just like it clicks with, um, Rio. Um, whenever yeah. we have to like work together, we're, like we're always on the same wavelength. Like it's quite scary. Like she'll turn up and she'll be like, "Okay, this is what I want to do," and I'm like, "Sis, I was gonna say the exact same thing." Like mm-hmm. it's always such an easy thing to plan, and she's just such a lovely girl. That I just absolutely love working her. Now, can you describe that experience when you wrestled Alexis Falcon an hour after you unknowingly tore your PCL? And what happened when you found out that you tore it afterwards? I can't even imagine wrestling with that girl. Oh, goodness. I was such PTSD from that entire day. Um, So it was, it's a weird one because I, so me and Alexis, um, whenever we work at, this is wrestling Mm -hmm. it's never a thing that's ever planned um so the first time I was supposed to be facing somebody else um she couldn't turn up so Alexis had to like fill in last minute and then this last time she was supposed to be working somebody else Mm -hmm. I was literally just there to get my promo pictures taken and they're like you need to do this match in like five minutes so I was like okay cool great um but that particular show we were supposed to be wrestling in the second half I believe Mm -hmm. and the show was opening with a rumble and all the guys were getting ready to go out for it and then they're like um Tom you need to go out for this rumble and I was like no I don't (laughs) and they're Uh like 
yeah you do like you need to go out for it and I was like oh fine like I won't do anything it's okay I'll just stay in the corner and I don't know how I managed to tear it but when I got eliminated I went to stand up and I was like cool let me go you know talk to Alexis figure out the match and I stood up and like my knee just (gasps) felt so weird and I was like whoa (laughs) and I kind of like looked around everyone I was like someone help me I just kind of like crawled to the back tried not to like let my face give anything away and as soon as I got back to the curtain I just collapsed on the floor mm-hmm. and everyone was like are you okay and I was like something's wrong and they're like you're just being dramatic and I was like no guys like my leg doesn't feel attached to itself anymore like it doesn't feel right um and so I talked to Alexis and I was like we're gonna have to change the match because I can't run um did the match kind of let adrenaline like take me yeah. through it um got backstage looked at my knee I was like oh it's swollen um got home um really late I think um at like midnight or something and I walked into my flat and I turned to my housemate and I was like we need to go to A&E right now like mm-hmm. something is wrong with my leg went to A&E they thought nothing was wrong with it they're like do you want painkillers I was like no 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 I'm fine don't want to take any painkillers and they scanned it they're like no it looks fine um and it wasn't until I think about two months later um when I forced them to give me an MRI they're like oh um you've actually torn your PCL um but we think it's repairing (laughs) two months later of wow I had been like training like multiple times a week I was wrestling on the weekends with a torn PCL I didn't even know um I think it's fine now, I'm hoping. I hope so. I mean, you didn't, so they didn't have you do any surgery or anything, just kind of rehab it on your own after they found uh, out? Yeah, so they said that they it looked like it was repairing. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, a, it was a bad tear, but it wasn't bad enough that it, it needed like, a, like an emergency mm-hmm. surgery. Um, and they were like, if you get the surgery, it's just not going to like, look good down the line yeah. it's not gonna work the same and I was like right if I can rehab it and it can get better then I'd rather do that than have surgery at, I think I was 21 at the time mm-hmm. I was like I don't want to have knee surgery at 21 yeah um so yeah I elected for rehab which I'm hoping is the best decision I hope so I mean how is it feeling nowadays um it feels it feels pretty fine um okay. Although when I went to physio, um, I realized that all the muscles around it have just tightened up, yeah. which might be um, why it feels fine. But I'm trying to like stretch it out and see if I can get full like mobility back mm-hmm. in it. Um, but yeah, for, for right now, I'm all, I'm all good. I guess maybe too, this quarantine maybe has given you the benefit of you being able to rehab it more, or, you know, kind of relax it more, I guess. Yeah definitely definitely um it it was a really good time for me actually yeah I just had so many like niggling injuries that I was able to just be like okay I'm not gonna do anything to Mm -hmm. my body for a good couple of months um so when I went back to training I was like oh I actually feel a lot better for it um so it was a blessing in in disguise yeah I bet now is there a certain match stipulation that you'd like to tackle that you haven't yet Ooh, um, so match stipulation. Um, I've always wanted to do a tables match. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just really want to go through a table. I just, I want that gif um, yeah. to use. Uh-huh. Um, so tables matches, I always wanted to do. Um, I think probably down the line, I'd love to do like a um, like a last man standing or a an Iron Man, Iron man match, um, just to sort of test my stamina. Um, so I think those those two will probably be the matches I'd want to do well i mean you've wrestled twice in a day before so you're you've kind of there but just putting it all into like one you <laughs> yeah, know one very period of time <laughs> yeah one and period. definitely went well in the time yeah well it's okay it's okay you you like you said you can build your stamina you know just keep going yeah. forward <laughs> And lastly, we are all about hashtag girl power here on A Wrestling Gal. So who are some females in wrestling or your personal life who particularly inspire or empower you the most? In wrestling, um, Alexis really does build me up. She's great. The amount of gifts she sends me Mm -hmm. and when I'm like, I feel terrible or whatever, I'm like, I just look really bad. And she'll just send me like loads of memes Mm -hmm. and like, she'll tag me in loads of like inspirational quotes and videos. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's always a a good, a good help. And then in my personal life, um, just my friends, like outside of wrestling, are always super, super supportive, like buying my merch, they're always like sharing my stuff. Mm -hmm. And they'll just like tell me how proud they are of me. And my family as well and um, my sister's always saying how cool it is that I wrestle uh-huh. my mom's mm-hmm. come around to the fact that she's got a wrestler yeah. daughter and she's always like oh I just I really want to watch you on a show and I'm like mom maybe when I get you know more covered up gear mm-hmm. I might invite you <laughs> I might invite you along but yeah I definitely have a good a good support system around me and before I let you go, Tonga, can you just please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at It's Tonga. Um, I think, yeah, that's all the, all the social medias that I've got. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Tonga. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. You really take me down memory lane. <laughs> I know. It's it's fun, too, kind of having the same childhood, even from different countries. We grew up at the exact <laughs> yeah. same time, so it works. Yeah. It, that's, it's actually quite strange. I was like, oh, Jersey Shore. Oh, my goodness, the Jonas Brothers. Like, yeah. Probably have you experienced the same things that I did. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, girl. Oh, thank you.